Welcome to the Making Jobs Podcast, where we talk about car repair, business ownership, and everything in between. I'm your host, Matt Hernandez, founder and owner of Matt's Mobile Mechanics. And I'm your co-host, Tyler Schultz, with Witness Security. So without further ado, let's get the show on the road. Welcome back, job makers. Ooh, I'm really loud. Maybe it's my headphones were loud. Okay, <laughs> welcome back, job makers. Let's get this show on the road. Uh, considering the fact that we're starting this show a little late, uh, just a touch late because somebody didn't have keys to get into the office. Yeah, 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 yeah. For how long have we we been? You guys have been in this office now, like two years. Yeah, something like that. Oh, well, not quite two years, but yeah. close to it. A little over. Oh, is it over two years? I don't yeah. know. Time time seems to fly. I think April was two. Okay. So over two years, and uh, I had a key to the old office. You don't work here, though. I don't have it. Well, even after I, <laughs> after I quit working there, I was I was like, hey, do you guys want the key? You guys, I know you keep it because you do the mechanic work. Yeah, but in this case, you, you re- rarely have to come in here whenever you do your mechanic work. That's true, except if I need to grab keys that are normally hanging up there that someone has snatched uh, for the vehicles. There's keys just, yeah, and then there's just random keys laying around here. But yeah, I, I have a key, or had a key until you guys had to change the locks to all of the manager locks. Yeah, well, so here, um, they had us, uh, or they, they gave us a key, and I don't want to have to round up all those keys when we... Uh, when we leave here, and and also, it just doesn't yeah. make sense well, to. Uh, except for the handful of times where I either got here before you or you got here without a set of keys. Oh, you've only that's only happened two or three times. It's happened two or three times where you. I think two. This will be like the second time at least that, that you I had forgot keys. That you forgot keys. And those keys, I forgot. I wouldn't have even if I left Keith's house. Or Keith's house. Even if I left my house uh, looking for them, and f- it had been a miracle if I found them at my house because they weren't there. They mm. were at Keith's house. I left them there last night whenever I was laying floor at his house. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying. Yeah. Two I'm years, and uh, we're not going to be here much longer. And then exactly now that now that you're that you're moving out, there's no sense in me getting a key. Nope. Just a delay tactic is what it was. You're like, we don't want this guy no. having a key to the office. He might come uh, in here and make himself some coffee or something. It'd just be pointless. Yeah. It wouldn't have been pointless at least a handful of times. Oh, three times. It would have come in handy more in this office than in the old office. What? I bumped the oh. mic. Uh, <clears throat> so, uh... Do you see that Biden and uh, Circle Black Saki is uh, talking about um, going door to door to talk to people that haven't been vaccinated yet? Really? Yeah. Do they know how many doors there are in America? <laughs> you can't even get people to participate in the census going door to door. They're, g- they're going to go door to door for that, but they won't go door to door to verify... Um, so, stuff such as uh, 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 what's it called? People that uh, illegal immigrants. 
Yeah. They won't go door to door about that, but they'll go door to door about people that are unvaccinated. Yeah. Good luck going door to door around my neighborhood. Yeah, I think you're going to hear some... uh, Yeah. Well, nice thing about... Nice thing about my neighborhood is uh, oftentimes you can see people coming a long ways off. So, so uh, when we were, uh, oh, uh, I guess this is uh, this is a topic that we'll we'll probably unpack a little bit more. But when we were when we were uh, roping those calves in my pasture this weekend, um, I I saw a um, I saw a random golf cart that I'd never seen before with people I've never seen before drive down my neighbor's road. I'm like, who the heck are they? And I would have stopped what I was doing, except we just got that. It was right before you showed up. We just got that first calf in an area we were getting ready to catch him. And uh, and I didn't want to stop what I was doing to investigate that, but I was planning on it until I saw them just turn around and leave. And I'm like, who's just driving down people's well, random people's drive? I'm like, this is not the area to be to be doing that. Probably some dumb people from that uh RV neighborhood park. RV park. I right think it's from the front. RV park because I didn't see them come back, you know, down towards where we were in the cattle pasture. So and they, especially in rural areas, you do that, you're liable to get shot. Yeah, well, even even if it's a you know not like a oh I'm shooting a trespasser type shot. Like what if someone's out shooting in their you know back and they and, and they don't. And they didn't plan on someone driving down their drive or whatever, and you drive in an area like you don't. This is this is why I never want to like. I don't like to go into you know people's property because even if they're like, hey, yeah, just come around back. Like I want to if it's a large property. <laughs> some, sometimes I do work. Um, you know, I'll work on someone's vehicle or like a tractor, and it's going to be like out in a field. And even if they tell me, yeah, it's okay to go back there, like. Uh, whenever they schedule the appointment, I'll let them know, hey, I'm going back there and I'm in a red truck or something. Like, the, I want them to know, <laughs> one, that it's me and then, two, that I'm going to be back there because they might be, like, out shooting and I might have to, like, cross the firing lane to end up, you know, because <laughs> if they weren't expecting somebody. Right. You know, now, like, my property in the area that I would shoot, um, it, there wouldn't be much risk at all of someone getting shot if they were, like, driving. Now, now it's out there. Everybody knows. Yeah, well, maybe I'm going to change my firing range up. But no, the neighbors on the other side, though, of Miss Jerry's uh, place, I don't know where they shoot. I know that they occasionally shoot, and I don't know where they shoot or exactly which direction. I think they shoot into the pond is what they do. But um, Into the pond? Yeah, probably. Um, that's my guess. They're killing their fish. I mean, maybe not. I mean, I don't know if those fish are going to know to dart away from the. Well, the usually, thing. usually when bullets hit the water, like they lose all their energy within like six inches of water. You think so? Oh no! Like there's a whole MythBusters episode on it. Oh. Yeah. Like it, you could, most calibers of of uh, of firearms um, don't really go much. Don't really carry any energy past like six inches of water. So, <clears throat> anyhow, also, I don't think that they um, necessarily care about the fish in that pond or whatever. Although, you could mount an argument, because they, so the people on the other side of Miss Jerry's property, they only own half of that pond. Miss Jerry owns the other half, so, you know, you could could argue that the well-being of the fish is, you know, 
also like it's not they're not those fish aren't a hundred percent their fish they're only 50 percent their fish yeah there could be half of the fish on miss jerry's side and half on their side yeah there is a fence that runs through the middle of the pond but i don't think the fish respect that fence i don't think they're trained <laughs> on barbed wire at all I think the fence is there because uh, I I know for sure like that pond was created for uh, watering like cattle or livestock of some kind, and I'm sure that many years ago, whenever that property was you know set up, there there were before Miss Jerry even got there. I bet that whoever built that pond they got with a neighbor and said, "Hey, do you want to split the cost of building a pond? We'll build it right on the property line." And we can, you know, we can run our cattle here. You can run your cattle there. But you put a fence up so they don't just walk across the pond and get, you know, all mixed up in another herd. So, because it does look, it always looks funny whenever you see a pond, a cattle pond with like a barbed wire fence through the middle of it. And you're like, why, why do you need to fence the, because you don't want the, the cattle just uh, wandering Mixing. off. Yeah. You got to keep them segregated. <laughs> Segre- Although, you're a tan calf. And he he jumped that fence with ease. Yeah. And then he when he went he out, he went through. He went through. He but now I will say that area of that barbed wire, I had I had uh, it was cut open like that spot was open before we brought cattle there, and so I had repaired it. And it's pretty th- it's pretty thin gauge uh, barbed wire. It's not real stout barbed wire. It's what you would call. Uh, I think I think the term like the typical wire that people call them like gaucho wire. It's a it's a thinner gauge barbed wire that's typically used for like horses. Um, if you use barbed, a lot of times people use horse wire, which is barbless. Um, usually like a barbless twelve gauge, and uh, not the shotgun, but the the gauge wire. But anyhow, yeah. So so Tyler um, and I well. Mostly me, me and um, uh, my buddy Smith was out there. We had, we were like, oh, let's, uh, I was like, well, I've got a second set of hands out here. Let's get these bulls castrated. So I've got these bull calves that we just got not that long ago um, because I had that, that uh, cow unexpectedly die. And so we had to kind of, in order to remain on schedule with our beef production, we had to uh, get Buy some more, more, get some more cattle. Well, the, the t- intention always was to eventually get to three cow-calf pairs, and I was planning on just buying one more, like one cow-calf pair, but then I came across that one. The guy had two, and they were good deals. So, because um, I only paid eight fifty for one and nine fifty for the other, so $1,800, and I had... So, put that in perspective, like, typically, you'll pay minimum, like, $1,200 for a cow-calf pair. So, what do you mean a cow-calf pair? A cow and her calf that's okay. on her side. Duh. That yeah. makes sense. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> well, earlier you were saying a calf pair. And I'm going, okay, yeah, you got two calves, but you also yeah. have two cows. Yeah, it's a cow-calf pair. Each of their moms. So... Yeah, cow-calf pair. Meaning that you got a cow and a, I thought it was pretty self-explanatory. Anyhow. <laughs> well, you didn't say the cow-calf. You just said the calf pair. And I'm going, all right. So I've got we've got these and they're and they're both of them are bull calves, so they're not being kinda used. Like, kind of like penis in your coat. <laughs> um, I just didn't hear it. We're not using. Um, 
we're not using um, we're not using them as meat, or, or rather, we are using them as meat. We're not using them for reproductive pers- purposes. So you'll typically castrate them because um, really two reasons: one, um, it will uh, promote faster weight gain, um, and then two, they um, they will produce less testosterone, which will in turn um, you know flavor the meat better. And not that, honestly, not that intact bull uh, beef tastes bad. It's just, it's just better. Um, I'm thinking Charlie's not going to be a, I don't know if you'd get that rubber band tool around his nuts. No, not his, no. He had some massive ones. Yeah, he's a, he's a big boy. I, I looked at that tool that you're using, I'm going, that ain't gonna spread that rubber banner on his. No, nose. no, he wasn't. He was. <clears throat> he originally was cons- like we had considered the idea of making him a steer, um, but then we got him when he was already kind of a little too old to be uh, to be trying to castrate him, and so we we kind of decided we we're gonna just keep a bull on the farm because um, because the other option is you can rent a bull, or you can do artificial insemination, and. Um, after, after um, watching the ranch, you, you said, "No, I'm not gonna. No, I'm not gonna be artificially inseminated." No, it, it actually seemed like it was like the move to make, but then I found that like the cost of renting a bull was so cheap that I was like, "Well, you know, we could like we could just rent a bull. And typically, when you rent a bull, the farm that you rent it from will deliver it to you, drop them off, and let them roam around for a couple of months, and then come pick them back up. So then you only have to feed them for a couple of months." And then, and so, it, and it's usually like, like 200 bucks or something like that to rent a bull. Like it's real cheap. So I was like, well, that's far easier. And I don't have to have, I don't have to like go, you know, two arms into a cow. It's interesting. It's a, it's quite the, it's quite the, uh, and it's, and it's also not like very straightforward. It's not like you just stick the syringe in and then boom, she's pregnant. No, you get to work that syringe past like, there's a, like a labyrinth area. In the bull's dicks are not that big. <clears throat> I mean, I, I I don't I think it's I think it's more about the fact that a bull is going to get a cow while she's in heat multiple times. So like there's a there's a volume, you know. You're so think of it this way: like a bull is more like a machine gun, and artificial insemination is more like a sniper, right? You got just kind of one shot to make that happen. <laughs> so you got to get it in the most opportune spot. Which involves you going shoulders deep in her butthole. I know. Yeah, it's. I you, watched it on the ramp. <laughs> yeah, you should watch. I should. I, I don't know if I. I don't know if I uh, forwarded it to you, but the YouTube video. No, that, I. I don't need to watch that. Yeah. So I get this. I found this YouTube video from like the on, '90s on the ranch. That was a little bit much. I'm going. Wow. Okay. There was this uh, informational, like this, this, um, uh, this video, this artificial insemination video that was like a training video from the '90s, and it was. It was extremely informative, but then also it's kind of funny because it was the, it's like a 90s informational video. So, <laughs> um, so uh, which oddly enough is what prompted way too many questions for my children and is why I ended up giving them the talk whilst watching this uh, artificial insemination video. So um, I walk out or my wife walks out of the room and like I'm explaining like the birds and the bees to my, my kids, um, to, to Matthew and Noah. 
And he's got all of them sitting around the corner, including Grace. And and on the TV is artificial insemination. And my wife's like, "What is happening right now?" And I'm like, "They had questions." <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Actually, I don't think the I don't think the younger ones were there. I think they were playing in their in the rooms. I think it was just Matthew and Noah. Anyhow, so we're deciding not to do that. We've got the we've got the bull, but so we've got to castrate these bull calves. Um, plus, uh, so the less lower testosterone um, also means that they tend to be gentler animals. But you know, you can make an animal gentle, even if he does, you know, carry a big swing and pair. Uh, my bull is the most, uh, uh, you know, the most gentle of all my cattle right now, especially because he's most familiar with me. So we're trying to rope this. We're trying to rope these cats, and it turned out to be quite the, uh, quite the this the situation. Um, in hindsight, I'm thinking like I'm already I'm already coming up with ways that I could make that an easier process than it was. Um, but the uh, which fortunately, since I'm not really you know like my main enterprise isn't cattle farming, that won't be something that has to occur very frequently. Um, basically, like it, it, there's a chance that next year when those cows drop new calves, they probably won't they, there's a chance that they might just they might be heifers and they won't be steers or they won't be bulls and then then we don't have to worry about castration that's kind of like fingers crossed like <laughs> you get more meat though out of the steer like they grow up much bigger um by a few by a few hundred pounds hmm. so you know the male males are typically larger than the female counterparts in most animal worlds and that goes the same for cattle so actually, a lot of farmers do like to see bull calves because um, that um, you know that means higher meat yields out of your out of your cattle. Um, however, those farmers have a whole lot more equipment and uh, and expensive like cattle working systems that make it a whole heck of a lot easier to uh, handle. But also realistically, you should be you should be like castrating them like a day or two after they drop. Because then they can't really run very good. It's easier to catch them up. Oh, the, especially whenever they're um, they're still figuring out their legs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these bulls are two months old, so they're they're still they're small, um, but they are very agile and very quick. They are very good at the juking. Yeah, yeah, like, they are very good. Yeah, you should have seen Tyler out there. It was it was it was interesting. Um, <clears throat> uh, <laughs> I just did not want to get all nasty, dirty, and then have to yeah. be. I had just gotten there, so I really didn't want to be on. <laughs> that wasn't that wasn't necessarily on your agenda. You're like, <laughs> no, we we had had this plan of yeah going fishing. Yeah, that wasn't in the brochure. <coughs> I was like, yeah, we'll just we'll go on on the lake. He shows up. Next thing he knows, he's roped into roping calves. <laughs> I think uh, what happened is you. Uh, we're going to do this castrating thing whenever I called you from uh, Tulsa. and No, we did. We started on it. Like um, By the time you showed up, we had been at it for about uh, probably close to 40 minutes or so. So we got to get, did get a slightly later start because I had to wait on Smith to um, go to the bathroom. And then afterwards, I was like, aren't you, aren't you glad you decided to take a dump before you... <laughs> Imagine getting out there doing all that running around. You're like, oh, <laughs> I'm in a situation. So <laughs> the first one, um, uh, I, I, I missed the rope. 
And so, but I had an opportunity to grab him by the back leg, grab him by the back leg. And I warned Smith because he's like, when we just tackle him, I'm like, they're, they're surprisingly strong. I know they're only like probably 60, 70 pounds right now, but they are surprisingly strong animals. So I grab him by the back leg and then, and then I didn't expect this out of him. He comes in and just tackles the sucker, gets him down on the ground. Um, and then we've got to, you know, get him into a position where I can, you know, get the, get the, uh, get the nads, get the nads in the band. And, um, and he gets hit, he got headbutted twice by that calf. He's, he said, he's like, oh man, this sucker just, just, just hit me in the head. I just remember got him good. he's laying on the ground, uh, or on top of the, the, the second one. Yeah. And he, all this, uh, he's trying to adjust to get up off of it. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden he goes, <clears throat> <laughs> and I'm like, oh no. And then I see the foot come, uh, the front foot, um, of the, the calf come out. I was like, oh, he just got nailed. Yeah. In the nads. Yeah, they will, uh, they're quite feisty. Oh, especially if, uh, he's, the, the calf is laying there and he's, uh, trying to, uh, th- this is not normal for him. And y- you've got a 200 pound guy laying, 250 pound guy laying on top of you. Yeah. Yeah, that, that freak, uh, a two month old calf out. Yeah. Well, you should have seen the first one. Uh, after he got up, he was stunned for a little bit. He just kind of laid there for a second. And I was like, hmm, when's he going to get up? So like, I kind of pet him a little bit, and he just kind of came to, like, oh, my goodness, where am I? And took off. That was quite quite the experience. We Because we, the second one, we ended up having to chase him across three different, you know, basically three different pastures because he broke out of the cattle pasture, was in my neighbor's backyard for a second, then jumps into my pig pasture, and then we had to, it was interesting. Did I tell you the next day um, in the morning when I went to go feed the cattle, um, <clears throat> uh, the, the cows and the bull um, came up, you know, to, to their feed. Those bull, those calves wouldn't come past the brush pile. Like they weren't coming anywhere near that, that, uh, that pen. <laughs> they just stayed. They, they got a little bit closer the day after and then a little bit closer. So they're, they're starting to... Uh, forget it maybe uh, but it'll take a while for them to forget that experience that's why you typically want to do it when they're young uh, also they're a lot easier to to work with um, but yeah <clears throat> uh, yeah so um, that was that was that was quite the fun fun situation and, and in the middle of that because I told my neighbor about it I said hey you know about the uh, golf cart situation driving down his drive he's like um, He's like, what were they doing? I said, I don't know, because they, they turned around, and I was in the cattle pasture. Um, otherwise, I would have gone over there and, and had a chat with them. Uh, but I was just in the middle of trying to castrate a bull. And uh, so I think we're going to put uh, I think we're gonna put ourselves uh, one of those uh, solar um, gate openers uh, down there, and then people just can't drive down. I don't know why people... Because you, you see that, and it doesn't look like that's a road, does it? Like, do, No. I mean, it, it looks like it looks like it's a drive to somebody's house, not like that's a road. And, and also, why are you being nosy? Like, if you like, I don't know. People are people are weird. I, I don't I don't get it. And I think it's I think it was someone from the RV park, someone you know, kind of city folk or something like that that weren't 
They just don't know how to respect other people's stuff, other people's property. You know, you never know what you're what you're driving around into. Um, mm-hmm. That could have been. I don't know. Yeah, maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll put a gate there. I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe I'll get one of them uh, one of them Rottweilers and just chain them up over in that area. <laughs> Actually, Rottweilers are surprisingly uh, gentle dogs. I guess not surprisingly. I think it's just Hollywood makes them out to be that way. So um, we were talking a little bit about uh, right before talking about uh, uh, guns and people's perceptions of them, the carrying of firearms, and like mm-hmm. why businesses have these signs that say well, you like know, there's a friend of ours well not really a friend but a guy that goes to our church or my church now you moved away from our church <clears throat> uh, but anyways uh he runs a business and he's got on his business doors and i know he's a conservative uh, probably very conservative not as conservative as you and i may be but he's conservative and he's got on his doors, and the reason I think the reason being is he lives in North Tulsa, or his businesses are in North Tulsa, and so it's a rough area. Yeah. So because it's a North Tulsa rough area, his thought is, well, I will deter people from bringing their guns into my store. Well, okay, you can do that, but when you do that. You're also deterring the law-abiding citizens from bringing their guns in, but but also criminals don't follow those signs. That's exactly it. Like the here's the logic. Like if if the people that you don't want carrying a firearm in your business are the people who are criminals, right? Someone who's up to no good with that gun. Well, if they're criminals and they're up to no good with that gun, do you think that sign they're going to be like, well, you know, I guess I can't bring a gun in here. Um. All it really does to me, you know, and, and I don't think, honestly, I don't think criminals typically have this, uh, this, this, uh, this mindset. I don't think they're, because there are some, there are some pretty, um, uh, smart criminals. Um, some really dumb but ones. But the majority of them, a lot of times, they don't, they don't really think these things through because they're either motivated by desperation or drugs mm-hmm. or a combination of the two. And obviously, and a lot of times aren't necessarily in their right mind. And so, a lot of them. But if I were picking a target, you know, I would pick a place. I want that, the place that has no gun sign. Yeah, because I'd be like, oh, well, that means if I walk in, I'm the only person with a gun. Um, because all the law-abiding citizens abided by your stupid sticker yeah. that says no guns. Now, according yeah. to the law, it says, well, if they have a sticker like that, that you're not supposed to carry in there. Correct. Because that's their wishes. Correct. But also, and this is not legal advice, and I would and I would suggest to any listeners to look up the laws in your state, but in the vast majority of states, the way that that works, if you are a law-abiding citizen, you're carrying a firearm on private property, even if there is a sign, um, the worst that they can do is tell you to leave, and then you have to leave. Um, because... If you and so you can't even get hit with a trespassing charge unless you have to be removed from the place, like unless the cops have to come up and then charge you with trespassing. Now, some states, the sign alone is enough to charge you with trespassing. Um, so, and I can't rightly recall off the top of my head, 
but I do know that in those states you typically have a size requirement for the sign and a location so that way people can see it or have the highest probability of seeing it so you don't walk into a place and they got like a sign like a little three inch sticker kind of tucked away in the corner somewhere and then they go oh you're trespassing you know here's a here's a trespassing charge no it would just be and it wouldn't even be criminal trespassing um it would just be a a simple trespassing and that would only be if you refuse to leave so what i'm saying is this isn't legal advice but if that's the consequence for ignoring that sign um then Will will you take it every time i i'm i'm just yeah this is what I, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd say, yeah, of course, if, if all I'm going to get is a, you know, a, a talking to by a, someone who's like, hey, get out of here. And then I'd be like, okay, I'll get out of here. I, I open carry in Walmart and mm-hmm. <coughs> Walmart has come across with, uh, their the, policy is supposed to be, but you know, it's funny. Their policy is supposed to be that they don't allow carrying firearms at all in their store, but it's, even on the door, it says they prefer you not to carry. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I just was in the Shakota Walmart the other day. Uh, I think it was yesterday. Yeah, it was yesterday. They don't even have a sign that says, no, uh, you know, we prefer you not to carry. It used to be on the door or on the entrance. At all, all of the Walmarts around here have them, I know. Because um, I remember <laughs> when that policy changed and they put the signs up. but Maybe not they realized Cowboy Shakota. Not Shakota, I guess. Is, that wasn't, uh, yeah. <laughs> not going to work there. Yeah. Because I was open carrying, not very obviously, I was wearing my overalls, and so uh, the best place for me to carry on my overalls, because I'm not wearing a belt, is uh, in, I have put a holster in my pocket, and so the, you know, pistol grip of my pistol is sticking out of the pocket, but nothing, um, you know, it's not, it's not as obvious, and you know, a lot of times you open carry, people don't even notice you have a gun on you when you're like very obviously open carrying, so, and I had to interact with a couple of Walmart employees, because I had to first find the deep freezers, and then um, I had to have them brought up on a pallet because I bought three of them, and I had to pay for it at customer service. So I interacted with like four different Walmart employees, and no one, uh, no one mentioned anything. Uh, whether or not they noticed is another story, I guess. But the the logic it doesn't really make sense. Um, but also, again, because um, you. Typically, this is what I try to do. I try to just avoid doing business with anybody who does not allow the carrying of firearms in their store. And then I don't have to deal with it at all. Um, There are some places where it is kind of tough to avoid doing that business, i.e. Walmart, right? Their nationwide policy is that there are no firearms allowed in their store. However, um, you know, maybe in Shakota that that's the exception. Maybe it's maybe it's a policy that just doesn't get enforced there. And honestly, maybe it's a policy that doesn't get enforced anywhere in Oklahoma because of the fact that we have constitutional carry. Can you imagine how much like you're a Walmart employee, right? You're getting paid somewhere between, you know, like twelve bucks and fifteen bucks an hour, right? <clears throat> and you see a guy walk in and he's openly carrying a firearm and a holster. You can tell the guy's doing nobody any harm. He's professional looking, and it's like, well, to, do I want to add drama to my day for the, like, 12 bucks an hour that I'm making? I think it's hilarious that we're talking about this, and I just <clears throat> found this article. No. It says, pundits on MSNBC, including a member of the Biden administration, responded to Wednesday's San Jose mass shooting 
by demanding that Congress pass harsh new gun control laws, even though the killing took place in a gun-free zone. Man, here... You can't get any dumber than that. I don't... The the sign uh, says it's a gun-free zone, not an open carry-free zone or... What is the gun control laws going to do? I mean, this is the only thing that I could... So, okay, I like to usually play devil's advocate and try and figure out the opposing side's, like, viewpoint and why... And what they're... The logic that they're using. In some of these cases, man, it's impossible. These people have logic? Exactly. Now, in this case, like, okay, here's what I could argue. If I was on... If I was on that side and I thought, well, how would we have prevented this? With more gun control laws, how would you? Okay, what you could do is you could make it, uh, you could increase, you you could penalize people for walking into private property in a gun-free zone, increase the penalty for carrying a firearm in a gun-free zone. The problem is, though, is that someone, you know, so that's that's probably what they're going to angle at. They say, oh, well, instead of it just being a trespassing charge, it's a a felony if you carry a firearm in there. The only thing that guarantees is that law-abiding citizens are no longer going to be carrying in that establishment. Because you know what else is a felony? Um, Shooting people in a gun-free zone. Like, that's that's against the law. In in a lot of states, punishable by death. Only in gun-free zones, though. (laughs) No. (laughs) Oh, I thought it would. Yeah. No, actually, it's, it's a felony across the board. Like, you go to jail for that. Yeah, yeah, no matter where. And yeah. then sometimes, how, depending on how bad it is. Punishment can be death sometimes. Yeah. Some states. So, so it's real hard to escalate. A lot of Biden citizens are not going to be going around just popping yeah. people just because mm-hmm. it was a, a, they were just having a rough day. It's real hard to they escalate. Didn't the, they didn't eat the right cereal that day, so mm-hmm. like, well, dadgummit, I'm going to go start popping people. And then they see that sign like, well... Guess I can't. Man, the 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 penalties it's real hard to escalate the penalties from life in prison or death, you know, like those like we're already, you know, what are you gonna do? What I don't think people I, this is what I think, honestly. I think the majority, a lot of politicians, the majority of politicians just come up with this crap because they they want the they want people to think that they're they have a use, like there's a reason. The reality is, is on the books right now, we have plenty enough laws to cover just about everything. So, realistically, what do you need legislators for? If we already have, like, because their job is to introduce laws, right? Right. And uh, so, if we're a country that's been around for over 200 years and already has, you know, thousands of laws on the books, you're like, well, we've just about covered every scenario now. Do we really need more laws? So I feel like sometimes they're just doing this to um, to prove their relevance, you know, particularly whenever it comes to the gun control thing. You know, you, you it, it's just it's just a good little like a, a feather they can put in their cap and say, look, this is what I did. Vote for me. You know, I managed to you know I managed to ban assault weapons or whatever. I don't. <clears throat> It's near impossible for me to get into that mindset and try and figure out their logic because they're just, murder's already illegal, right? You'd think that that should cover, we don't have laws, we, we don't need specific, we don't have like specific laws on, you know, murdering someone with a knife versus murdering someone with a gun or murdering someone with, 
with your bare hands and strangling them, right? These are, because homicide covers just about everything. I mean, there's a couple degrees to murder. Um, You know, there's like premeditated murder, um, because that typically carries out a, you know, carries a higher degree of penalty um, versus, you know, not premeditated murder. And then there's manslaughter. You know, you've got this, you know, oh, you know, the guy killed him. He didn't really mean to kill him, but he killed him. So we that nonetheless should bear some amount of uh, weight in the, in, the, in the punishment, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't make any sense. Our... The, the, the reality is this. Like, I wish we lived in a world where nobody, where guns weren't needed at all. That would be nice. Like, they weren't needed for protection, okay? Mm-hmm. And they only existed as a useful tool for, like, hunting, right? Um, I would be, I'd be plenty keen on that. Or just used for sport recreation. And, and no one needed to carry any guns. That would be the world that I would very much like to live in. But unfortunately, <clears throat> I don't think that is, could really be attained. Especially not in today's age. And the ironic fact is that we would need to, we would have less of a need to carry if more people carried, right? So if like, if everyone, if it was well known to all criminals that nine times out of 10, your would-be victim is carrying a firearm, there would be less crime committed because they would take, they would not want to take that type of risk. Mm-hmm. Um, so in that article, <coughs> comments on that article that I, I was reading one guy says sue them for convincing the poor victims no guns were present that's <laughs> <laughs> just hilarious I mean, where was this where was this at? i know you said it was in san jose but where like what business was it at or what place let's see here No, I don't want to create no wall. And when was this? Was this recent? I guess. Hmm. We we have a much larger problem than guns or access to guns when we have when you have shootings like this. The problem is and, and it's something that, that usually the left likes to ignore and that there is a massive problem in the United States, a mental health problem. Because the reality is, is regardless of the access to guns or whether the pr- their presence of guns in this country or not, if someone has the mental capacity to be able to carry out a heinous crime like that. One guy says, you know what would be even better than gun-free zones? Let's make murder illegal altogether. I can't believe no one has thought of this yet. That's what I've said. Anytime there's a new gun control law, um, I know every time. That's what I say. I say, you know what we should do? We should make murder illegal. Then, then they can't. Then that'll cover all of the weapons. Then, then they can't kill. Because if we just make, if we just make. Well, I mean, the the slippery slope is, and Colian Noir brings it up all the time. We can do gun control, mm-hmm. but it's only a matter of time till we get to knife control. Yeah, you, you can't have. A knife that's over six inches. Well, then they'll outlaw martial arts. You won't be able to. You won't be able to practice taekwondo, or jujitsu. 
No more karate. Yeah. Because you start getting rid of that stuff. Then guess what? Baseball can't play baseball anymore because then you have to have a baseball. Because we got to get rid of baseball bats. Unless unless well, you actually, do play it might, baseball, it might be the other way around. They'll do uh, baseball and then they'll get rid of martial <clears throat> arts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'll still be able to play baseball, but what'll happen is it they, they'll have to lock up all the baseball bats. All the bats have to get locked up every night. Yeah, um, and and before batting, like in yeah, between batting, in between batting, just like so there's you, an armor. You don't want a rogue uh, baseball player, yeah, just to go nuts mm-hmm. on one of the people in the stand, especially not in like t-ball, you know. Oh yeah, gotta keep an eye on them kids. Um, so you have like a, a, a locked up area. You'll have an armorer who who uh, you, you know. Got to put a quarter in to get a bat, kind of like yeah. at Aldi's. Kind of like at Aldi's. Yeah, <laughs> you check out a bat, they give you the bat. They're serialized. All of them have serial numbers. And then you make sure they're all accounted for at the end of the day. I might just get me a bat and put a serial number on it. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. And then I take a picture of yeah. it you know, from my insurance company. Yeah. Be like, hey, this bat, you know. <laughs> it was stolen from my house. <laughs> yeah. Serialized bat. No, no, um, you don't want, yeah, because you don't want to be keeping any of those ghost bats in your Mm-mm. Yeah, you don't want to have the the bats that uh, don't have serial numbers that, with the the thirty round clips and the we'd, way as much. We'd as have to we'd have to get rid of uh, the term gun safe, <clears throat> and now it would be a bat safe. Yeah, no, I think it would just be weapon safe. Yeah, in fact, it'll get down to the point where every night, whenever you go my, to sleep, because there might be a chance that you sleepwalk and accidentally strangle somebody. Oh my goodness! Yep, yep. that's that's a thing. Yeah, you're gonna have to be locked up. So at night. My safe at my house is not just a gun safe. Mm-hmm. Mine's a gun safe, an ammo safe, a uh, safe where I keep all my camping gear. Yeah. <laughs> I keep all kinds of crap in there. It's just a storage locker, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, this is, it is true. It's a slippery slope. And people say, oh, well, you know, they're not going to do that. Here's, here, here's the reality. Um, they're already trying. It's already been proven in history that whenever whenever an entity, whether it be state or federal or whatever, you know, whatever entity within the government gains any ground in power. Uh, Illinois is the most gun-free state <clears throat> in the nation. Yeah, gun-free with air quotes. Well, yeah. Yeah. Gun-free legally. Yeah. But when it comes to criminals, it is also the highest... Uh, when it comes to kill ratio, yeah, it's got it's a the war highest zone. kill ratio. It's a war zone in Chicago. Yeah, it's dangerous, man. I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to be around it. I, I don't like to be there. I, when I I used to deliver to Chicago, I didn't know this. Whenever my wife and I went there on our honeymoon, <clears throat> you didn't know. <laughs> as long as you stay away from South Side, you're probably okay, ish. But I I, to, I don't know what side I was on. Uh, you probably weren't in Southside because there's no touristy stuff there. That's where tourists go to die. I was in, <laughs> so I used to deliver to Chicago at least twice a week, and um, I may or may not have possibly kept a firearm in the cab of my truck. Um, sawed off? No, no, not sawed <laughs> off. No, I may or may not have had something in there of, of some kind, even though because it, it's it's not a like. It's it's that it's a dangerous place. I thought okay. that's what truckers carried was sawed-off shotgun. No, you're not allowed to have those. <clears throat> those are illegal. Like that one. Did you? Did, do you remember that one? Um, uh, 
that one politician, I forget her name. I think her name was Karen. I think I think she was the origination the origination of the like the Karens. Anyhow, I want to say it was Karen. She was running for either I think she might have been running for something either state or local government or something along those lines. I can't remember exactly what the deal she was, but Shinga or the not Shinga, but the AR. Yeah, she ended up cutting that AR. AR. Yeah, because she wanted to. She she wanted to say she's like, oh, you know, we we don't want this thing in our house, and so she cuts. She she takes a saw and starts cutting the okay, thing. Okay, this is a different one than I was thinking of. No, okay, so this is they have an AR fifteen. And she starts cutting it off, and the and the um, the YouTuber that was c- uh, commenting on the video, he goes, he goes, congratulations, you've just committed a felony because she turned her AR into a short barrel rifle. <laughs> she didn't destroy it; she just made it. She just made it a NFA controlled item. <laughs> oh, idiots! Did she win though? Did she win? Her oh, no. seat that she was looking No, for. no, no. I don't think she won the election, um, whatever it was. Uh, uh, and she not only committed a felony, but she posted it online. It's pretty <laughs> interesting. Um, no, man. the It doesn't... And then for Biden to say something along the lines, of, to say, look, you know, if you're going to want to take on the government, you need F-15s and nukes. We've already ordered ours. Yeah, I went to... I went to f15s.com and <laughs> they were running a special <laughs> buy two get one nuke free. <laughs> I'm just kidding NSA, please don't come after me <clears throat> and AFT. I don't want the AFT after me. Yeah. Oh man. Did you notice that Biden um the, uh that Biden said he call, he called it the AFT again? I did not. Whenever he said, whenever he whenever he was talking about the F-15s and nukes, he called it AFT again. Maybe he's trying to switch the name. That could be it. He's just trying Say to get it enough to times. Him. He actually, but he corrected himself pretty quickly, um, which leads me to believe I'm pretty sure he's got like an earpiece in that someone was screaming in his ear after he said AFT. They were like, ATF, ATF, Joe. And he's, because he says AFT, um, uh, excuse me, uh, ATF. And so, um, yeah. Anyhow, not only not only is that statement um, inaccurate for one, but there's there's a couple of things to unpack here on that statement uh, that that you need F-15s to take on the government and or nukes. One of the things to uh, uh, one of the things that you would need to um, unpack would be this is not the first time that he has basically vaguely threatened to nuke his own citizens. Okay, this is the second time that 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 he basically said, "Look, if uh, if you come after the government, we're going to use nuclear warheads." That, I mean, that's that's basically es- essentially what that statement says, right? Yeah. Um, secondly, they need to decide AR-15s if they're weapons of war and mass destruction, or if they're harmless, because if they're so powerful and dangerous that we need to ban them, then um, then wouldn't they be a, a, a good, uh, an instrument of, uh, capable of taking over, you know, or taking, uh, or taking on a tyrannical government? In my opinion, yeah. But then, but then on the other side, like right on the side of their mouth, they'll say, um, they'll say, you know, oh, it's a weapon of war. It's super dangerous. But then they say, "Oh, you can't even take o- you can't even take on the government. Those aren't they're not that dangerous. So which is it? Are they dangerous or are they not? 
Um, <clears throat> it doesn't, it doesn't, uh, it, like it doesn't track. They can't, they can't keep up with, with, uh, like none of their, none of their logic isn't, isn't tracking in the same direction. They can't keep up with what they're trying to, you know, it's either dangerous, it's either so dangerous that it needs to be banned or it's not even dangerous enough to, to be a, a threat to the government, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but then, you know, this is coming from the same party <clears throat> that that uh, that acted like you didn't even need that, that acted like an unarmed, you know, because an unarmed mob stormed the Capitol that the government was almost overthrown by an unarmed. Right. Sa- same people they're saying you need F-15s and nukes, or maybe you just need a guy in a buffalo hat, um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> or think, a buffalo skin. I think he was a plant. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, what I'm saying is, is that you know a group of unarmed individuals right. just about takes over. You know, they claim that they were about to overthrow the government, and then and, on the other hand, oh, AR-15s aren't even useful. We you'd need F-15s and nukes. Or a- AOC said, though she was in a totally different building altogether. <laughs> mm-hmm. The other side of the White House campus, <coughs> she was scared for her life. Yeah, that's ridiculous. She was uh, hiding under her desk. There was a Capitol guard um, or security guard or police officer or whatever beating on her door. And because he was beating on her door, she was scared for her life. Yeah. She was in a totally different building than where it was actually taking place. And the reason being, she probably didn't even know why he was beating on her door, and so she cr- said she was crying because she did not, uh, re- or she, she goes, my life was flashing before my eyes. I could... Um, they, all they do on the left is pander. Yeah. All they do is paint pictures as though they actually happened. Yeah. It's I mean... total uh, BS. I could, I could in that particular instance, I could say that someone who is not used to being in a chaotic situation, even though it was, you know, a, a couple buildings away, it could have been scary, especially for someone like that who is, I mean, I, she, I, she could have honestly been scared. Yeah, she could have been scared, but thing is, when she, even when she saw the, the uh, that it was the uh, Capitol Police Guard, she still says that uh, that that she was super scared, even with him there. Yeah, even, and they they were trying well, to get them to safety, and the entire time she's just whining and complaining. Yeah, I, I think uh, man, I don't even know. I don't even know if it's possible to like fix the current system in the in the state that it's in. And I hate to feel so pessimistic about it, but that's just, it's, it just seems so insurmountable. Because, you know, you could say, okay, well, what are you going to do? Oh, well, maybe you should, you know, maybe, maybe we need, uh, you know, someone to run if, 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 and we need good politicians to, to step in. Man, I feel like politicians have been trying to fix this for so long now that I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's necessarily the answer. I think maybe there needs to be some real change, like, I don't know, maybe term limits. That would be kind of, that'd be kind of neat. Um, anyhow, let's take a quick break uh, for a word from our sponsor, and then we'll return for, uh, for just a few minutes. 
And we're back. Like I said, quick break. Quick break. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so the... Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I feel like... Uh, oh, and and um, and I've told you right there. They've uh, they're they the AFT or ATF, whichever, depend upon who you ask. Um, uh, which would be either everybody or uh, everybody calls it ATF, and then there's Biden who calls it AFT. So um, depends on who you ask. And odds are you're probably asking someone who'd call it the ATF. The ATF has this proposed rule change, and if David Chipman does get confirmed, you can bet your bottom dollar it's going into place. This pistol brace nonsense. It's this like scorecard. I thought he got thrown out. Um, was that was it confirmed that he wasn't confirmed? Uh, you, you had said something about he got uh, that whole deal. No, I know the confirmation hearing didn't go well. Did not go in his favor, and I know that he's not going to get a single Republican senator to vote for him. I can guarantee it. And I feel like it went so poorly, there'll probably, there there ought to be some Democrats in there that would not vote his direction either. <clears throat> the only reason why they would is because they're, Because he's know, their boy. Because they're playing the, the party lines. But honestly, I think that there's some Democrats in there that don't feel confident in his ability to do anything appropriately either. Even if, he, even if they agree with his opinions on assault weapons bans. Or something along those lines, but the pistol brace thing—I <sighs> just don't even know how they're going to try and enforce that. You know, so are you? Are you aware of the Clinton um, era assault weapons ban? No, um, no but do they, was, the, uh, was it the '93 crime bill or something? Oh, like, that sounds about right. I think it's the '93 crime. It made it basically it was a ten-year ban on. Um, certain things that were deemed assault weapons. And then all that happened though was the a lot of a lot of gun manufacturers and and people they they ended up just making uh, compliant weapons that were effectively more or less assault the same thing. They just, you know, fell into compliance because they removed the pistol grip and made it not a pistol grip. They're um my point is with this is that for 10 years we had an assault weapons ban um, and and it didn't change anything. It was supposed to be the only reason it was a 10 year ban is it was for it was basically an experiment to see so we could draw we could draw conclusions based off of numbers we could have a long-term study and then <clears throat> if it if it positively affected crime, then they would continue it. If it didn't, they would end that ban. And the thing is, it didn't uh, make a difference. So they ended the ban. And so here we are um, some 18 years later, and we're looking at trying to do the same thing again. Look, let's not waste time with this. We've already done it. It's been there, been there, done that. It wasn't helpful. It wasn't beneficial. Let's maybe try something new. Let's maybe look at it from another perspective and say, well, um, maybe here's an idea. Let's let's take it. Let's take a look at from the mental health uh, approach. Maybe uh, we need to address the mental health issues that we have in this country. Um, you know, maybe we we need to because we can't keep trying the same stuff and not and not and not have any positive effect is what I'm getting at. There's no point. There's no point in trying the same stuff that didn't work 
when there are opportunities to continue start working on things that could work. Um, anyhow, that's about all the time we have for today. Um, Tyler's already having to head off to his um, little quick meeting that he's got before going to work. I've got work to accomplish, um, as I'm sure all the rest of you fine listeners have to, you know, as well. Of course, you might be just doing work right now while you're while you're listening to it, but I can't do this and work at the same time. So unfortunately, I'm gonna get out of here. So until the next time, we will talk at y'all later.